I'm Heather Roberts here with Chloe Ruska, a behavioral health consultant for Kaiser Permanente. And Chloe, we are going to talk about drinking over the holidays, which can be a difficult topic to really bring up this time of year. Yes, yes, it can. I think there's a lot of stigma still in the United States about drinking, especially those that are choosing not to drink. I think we assume that people have problems if they choose not to have a drink at a party. And we make a lot of assumptions about why. Is that person pregnant? Do they have family problems? Are they fighting with their spouse? Are they hiding something? You know, Are they trying to lose weight? And I think that the problem with that is it means that you can't just make healthy choices for yourself. This is a personal conversation for me. I quit drinking a number of years ago to support a family member who was getting sober. And I just stuck with it because I, number one, drinking is expensive. Uh, and there, expensive. there were a yes. lot of reasons, but it gets really difficult this time of year to not have to explain yourself. You, you end up having to get into that bigger conversation because you show up at a party and everybody else has a drink in their hand. Yeah. Well, and I think we can avoid that, right? So, and I, first of all, kudos to you. I think that's really a big deal to give up drinking for a family member. I know that when we know a family member is struggling and we're throwing an event, when it's a really big problem, if people can't abstain or choose to not have alcohol at an event, you know, if someone's just newly sober and they decide not to have alcohol and have a dry wedding, we understand that. So I think we should understand the same thing for holiday parties. That being said, if people can't go that far in their commitment like you, um, I think there's easy ways to set up a party to make it comfortable for everyone. I think beer and alcohol and cocktails should not be visible where the event is. So those can be back in the kitchen or the foyer, wherever wherever they're not visible. I think instead, sparkly water, a fun mocktail with like rosemary sprigs or cranberries, you can make it fun. That should be what is in, is in front of people. Next to the appetizers, really easy to access so that people don't feel that they need to have a drink in their hand that has alcohol in it. I think they're, you know, we can really set our guests up for success in that way and not put pressure on people by having the mocktails available. It's so interesting to me that we got to this point in our society. I I guess I feel like a long time ago it wasn't it wasn't always this way. And I don't I don't just mean during prohibition, but <laughs> we have become a society where, especially during the holidays, alcohol is not only accepted, it's expected. Total absolutely. I absolutely would agree. And I think that that means if you're someone that's struggling, if you're always having alcohol, maybe six or seven drinks a week when it's not the holiday season, I think you have to become even more mindful of what your plan is gonna be going forward for the holidays. So if you know you have multiple work parties coming on a weekend and normally you would only have one to two cocktails on a Friday and Saturday night, well, what's your plan gonna be and who are you gonna tell about your plan? Is it your spouse? Is it your colleague? If you're really struggling, bring something with you, bring a non-alcoholic beverage. If you feel like you're going to be tempted, bring that non-alcoholic wine or beer, bring a sparkly ginger beer. I think you can plan ahead. I think hosts can plan ahead. And I think guests can plan ahead. What we want is for people to feel like they can go and be welcome rather than avoiding events because they can't drink. Do you have any suggestions for how we discreetly have that conversation? It, it, say I show up at a party, I'm either newly sober or for whatever reason, I'm just choosing to abstain. I don't really want everybody at the party to know. And maybe I don't even want anyone to know. Is there a way to have that conversation with someone that still maintains privacy? It's really obviously a personal comfort issue. 
But if that was me, my I, what I would do is I would go get myself a mocktail or a sparkly drink. So there's something in my hand if I don't feel like having that conversation and it's a private issue. I think obviously as a licensed clinical social worker, I just, my value is in speaking truth and like really being open. So it's hard for me to imagine being in that position, but I'm sure a lot of people are in that position where they just, they're not quite ready. And so in that case, maybe you send a text to the host ahead of time and say, you know, I'm going to be choosing not to drink. It's a new thing for me. If that's someone you're close with, um, I think you can let people know ahead of time. I'm going to be bringing in on alcoholic wine. I won't be participating. Really appreciate the invite. Is there a number of drinks you talk about trying to kind of cut back if you normally have a glass of wine on a Friday night and you're going to be yes. going to three parties this weekend? Is there a number of drinks that we should be staying under? Is there a maximum? Yes. You get ready. It's going to surprise you. Um, so like here at Kaiser Permanente, when a person meets with a doctor, they always do an audit form, right? I mean, I can show you, you won't be able to show your listeners, but basically it calculates how much you're drinking per week. And are you in a safe realm? Are you above what you should be doing? So a drink is actually, there's a calculation, right? A drink is a 12 ounce can of beer, a five ounce glass of wine, or one shot of hard liquor, that's one and a half ounces. So when they look at, so you have to have that in mind, right? So you can't, it's not like those memes you see on Instagram where like there are these giant glasses and it's like, oh, I put a whole bottle in there, you know? Um, it really that's is a, that Just mental note, that's a bad idea. <laughs> it's a totally bad idea, right? So when you have those numbers in mind and you do your scoring for a someone under 65 without any health conditions, technically speaking, for a, ma a male, for example, a male identified person, no more than four drinks a day. Sounds like a lot to me. No more than four drinks a day. So that would be 20 ounces of wine, for example. And so this, this is the important part and no more than 14 a week. So you couldn't have four a day because that would be much more than 14 a week. For a female, that would be three a day and no more than seven a week. So really, the math matters. And I, so I think people under report quite a bit. Yeah. I've filled out those forms at the doctor's office too, that asks, you know, how, how many drinks do you have in a week? It's easy for me to fill out, but I, I have friends who it's just part of their life and that's no judgment. It's just something that we, I think, take for granted that that's just always out there. And as you point out, we get to the holiday season and it's going to be increased. You are going to drink more if you right. drink on a regular basis. I also think, just like you said, you fill out this form. I think it surprises people, frankly, when they fill out the form and they're like, oh my gosh, I far exceed what is healthy, which is what I love about working at Kaiser Permanente because every time you're at your primary care, you're filling the form out and we're reminding people. And then people like myself, behavioral health consultants are here to say like, wow, is that something that you're interested in working on? You know, and so right there in the moment, you're having that first conversation. It's not stigmatized. It's just part of your health care because it is health, right? It's your mental health and it's your physical health. They're all intertwined. Is there a, an issue? Because I do think about this as someone who doesn't drink. I do think about going to parties and, and I, I try not to judge those who are drinking. You know, I think the uh -huh. converse is also true. Unless you Absolutely. know someone has a problem, you can't judge what that other person's alcohol intake is. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously we all have our own perspective. I think- there's a difference between judgment and concern, right? So if you're like you, you had a loved one and you said, you know, I'm going to be sober because this loved one's really struggling. For those that we're really close to, and especially those that live alone or are elderly, we need to be really mindful because 
alcohol increases depression, right? And alcohol increases um, isolation because we are feeling lonely or depressed. And so then we, you know, we drink more and then we hide out more and we choose not to go to things more. And so it's this vicious cycle and it gets worse and worse and worse. And I think when we're isolated and especially during COVID, right? When people were alone, they were just drinking alone. And that was a big, that was a big problem, which I think is why we rank fifth here in Oregon, right? It's a, it was a lonely time. We were really isolated. It's really dark out, right? Seasonal affect disorder. There's a lot of things playing into that, I think, here in Oregon. So the big takeaways as we, as we wind down our time, if you're a host, keep alcohol, maybe not at the forefront of your party, make sure you're offering something non-alcoholic. Yeah. If you're make the non-alcoholic beverages visible, the alcohol beverages not visible. If you're attending, be respectful of those who may not be drinking. And if you don't drink, make a plan before you show up to a party, know what you're going to do. Maybe bring your own, maybe it's a BYOB, bring your own beverage. Yeah. And I think the thing to remember, the easiest way to make changes for yourself and for the people that you love is to remember our values, right? Like the holidays are all about values and taking care of other people and giving, right? So remembering our values, like you said, how much money are we spending? So if you use a drinking app or you use a pen and paper, whichever way you want to track your use and you make a plan for that week or for that month of like, wow, I have all these parties, so I'm not going to drink Monday through Friday because Friday and Saturday are going to be pretty, you know. So I think saying to yourself, what's important to me? Is it time with other people? Is it money to buy my kids presents this year? Or is it more important that I spend all this money on alcohol? I think if you live in your values, it's really easy to be um, moderate in your use. Chloe Rusco with Kaiser Permanente. We are out of time, but I really do appreciate you sharing your expertise and hopefully, hopefully we all learned something. Thank you. You're listening to FM News 100 and 1110 KBND.